Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. And welcome to the Stitch Please podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfolk from Black Women Stitch. And I am so excited because I am talking with two of my favorite Instagrammers, y'all. And that would be T. Ray Grover and Crystal Sozen Stuff, who is also known as Crystal Collins. And we are so happy to have them here on the podcast today. If you are a Patreon member and why are you not? It's only $2 a month minimum, honestly. You will get the video of this conversation, which you will want to have because I can tell you T and Crystal are looking like fire and me, hashtag always. And we are talking today about Maxi for Mother's Day or So Maxi for Mother's Day. I always connect the two M's, but you are, it's a So Maxi for Mother's Day challenge. And I am so happy to have T and Crystal to talk with us about that today. Welcome friends. Thank you. Hi everyone. So we are, tell, tell me a bit about this challenge. Now this is not the first time you have offered the So Maxi for Mother's Day challenge. Tell me how many years have you been doing it and how did it get started? So I guess I'll go first and then Crystal, you can go ahead and add to it whenever you would like. So we started about, so this is our third year. So we started almost three years ago with the challenge. It's been such an amazing experience having this challenge. And we are just so grateful to be able to do this again. We started this challenge a couple of years ago because Crystal and I wanted to contribute to the sewing community by participating in some type of a challenge. And when we first started, we didn't exactly know what we wanted to do, but Crystal said, hey, why don't we do a maxi dress challenge? And I thought, oh, wow, that would be really interesting. I didn't know exactly how that would hold up year after year if we decided to do it annually, Mm -hmm. but it has been such a wonderful experience. People really love the challenge. Crystal, is there anything you want to add? You sent me a message on Instagram and said, you want to do something for Mother's Day? And I was like, oh yeah, that would be fun. And I said, how about we do a maxi challenge? Because everybody loves maxi dresses because you just throw them on and put some cute sandals on and you just go everybody loves maxi dresses it was springtime people want to get ready to go to the beach in the pool you just want to throw on something and get out the door so that's yeah, why I, I was thinking about maxis because that's what yeah, i like I to, wear all about, uh, to mention that that yeah i i sent her a message and yeah that was really interesting and fun because it was my first time really so i had already known crystal from youtube and we followed each other and we were real big supporters of each other's work but we never really had a collaboration until that point and i remember being really nervous about approaching her <laughs> and not knowing what she would say but i was really taken back when she was really really exciting and exuberant she was like yeah let's do a maxi dress and she just the ideas just started flowing so 
it was it was definitely a great experience. Yeah, I like the maxi dress. I like how it seems that both of you seem to come from different directions. Like one person was like, a Mother's Day thing would be good. And then a maxi dress thing would be good. And let's put these together. And I agree, Crystal, with you about the maxi dress. It feels like it's very easy to wear. Mm-hmm. It's easy to put together. And sometimes because a dress is long, I sometimes call maxi dresses my summer gowns mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. a lot of fabric. They are long, but they can look really nice and dramatic depending mm-hmm. on the kind of fabric that you use or how you decide to put it together. It really is a nice, fun thing uh, to put together. And so mm-hmm. I, so you, so the two of you, you got together and your very first year of doing this, what was on your mind? How, what did you do the very first year when you started to put things together and put the work out into the Instagram sewing community? So we got together and we said, we need graphics. We need to make sure people notice it's about maxi dresses. And so we went on Canva and we worked together to come up with the graphics to have maxi dresses. And then we started looking on the McCall's and sites and stuff and looking at different patterns that would work well. And then T was looking at a lot of Pinterest stuff. And so she started connecting the Pinterest pictures with the maxi dresses. And so she started putting that on her stories. And and then we thought about we needed a prize. And so we just, we did just a gift card to an online PDF pattern store. They closed, they closed down with last year, the company that we did Mm -hmm. the gift card, but we gave a gift because we wanted it to be international and we wanted everybody to be able to, to participate. But we were like, how can we get prizes to people if they're international? So we decided to do PDF, a downloadable PDF banner so everybody could have access to the prizes. That's how we did it. And we just said, okay, we'll just use our stuff because what if don't nobody participate? But we want people to try. So we had, we felt like we needed to have something, some incentive to go mm -hmm. ahead and do it. We had such a big turnout. We were just so surprised. Like people were really into it because that time we didn't even... I don't even know if we both have a, had a thousand followers even at that point. Maybe just a hair over that. Right. But we didn't have a big following at that time. And I love doing challenges. That's how I even got on Instagram because um, Renata, who's the Twilight Stitcher, she did the Little Red Dress Project. And I was just following her on YouTube. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Because I had one post on Instagram. And it was a dance (laughs) bag for my daughter. (laughs) So I had one post. And I was like, okay, I'll do this. And so I went on ahead and participated. And I love looking every day to see what everybody made for the challenge. So I was up for doing a challenge myself once T asked me. I was like, yes. And what I like about what you just said, Crystal, is that sewing challenges brought you to Instagram. That mm-hmm. that and, and I think it's interesting to think about the ways in which Instagram sewing community is built around certain almost like group sewing type activities, mm-hmm. either um, a challenge or a photo post like you post every day or you tell a little bit about yourself every day, that there's a way that people decide to come together. And even though it's a challenge, it doesn't feel like a competition. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like oh, you have to make sure you have the best maxi dress in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the, oh, sorry, I didn't No, no, that's it, that's it. That, that's what I was thinking. It's about the, a community spirit of coming together to do something fun. 
And that's one of the things that me and Crystal put like number one on our list. Like we did not want this to be about a competition. We wanted it to be directly related to celebrating motherhood and honoring motherhood. And we didn't want to take the focus off of that. We didn't want this to be about, oh, she has the best maxi dress or no, I really like her maxi dress better than, because that's all objective. And also some people, they have the ability to take these pictures that look really amazing that might look like it's out of a catalog. And then other people don't, sometimes don't have that capability. And it's not that they didn't do really well on their garment. You know what I mean? So we didn't want to have that to be the main focus of this challenge. The main focus has always been about we are doing this to celebrate women, to celebrate motherhood and things like that. And so I really like that you brought that up, Lisa, that, you know, about this community, because that's exactly what we intended it to be is about a community of people who want to get together and show their craft depend not and it's not dependent on whether or not you're a beginner or advanced or intermediate or it's not dependent upon any of that just come and sew and enjoy so that's basically what we wanted it to be about and i really appreciate too how you were saying that when you all did this you didn't have a lot of followers and that maybe made you a little bit nervous about approaching people But I do think that Instagram has this way of helping to build community that's not based in numbers, Mm -hmm. right? That you don't have to have 1,000 or 5,000 or 10,000 or 30,000 followers in order to cultivate genuine community. And And to be honest, we still don't have the numbers. (laughs) We still don't have a big Instagram account and that's okay and we're okay with that and like I said it's not about whether or not we have a big number of followers or even trying to get a lot of followers Mm -hmm. from this challenge it's just about just having a good time and Crystal says she came to this community because she liked challenges and so that's what it's about it's about what we like and what we are trying to contribute Absolutely. And I feel the same. I feel that I think that that followings grow organically. I am a firm believer in slow, steady growth because that is stable. Mm-hmm. And it's you can stable. handle it because the more fo- I had one YouTube video that went really well, got a lot of views and it was hard for me to keep up. Like, okay. I'm trying to respond. I'm trying to respond. It was just a lot. Then it went back to normal. <laughs> but <laughs> But it was, it was, it's good. I'm used to the way it's growing. I'm used to like, I'll check my Instagram and YouTube comments every morning and I'll respond to everybody. But when it's a whole lot, it's a lot to deal yes. with. And it's good yes. to gradually grow. You can buy followers. I was like, yes. no, because no. I want people who yes. sell. I want people. I don't want random people that Girl, I don't know. I, you can buy hair, all the hair accounts. There's all mm-hmm. these hair accounts that will follow you. Hair, and I mean- like people that are manufacturing hair. I've had so many like hair accounts try to follow me. I'm just like block. No, mm-hmm. don't follow me. I do mm-hmm. not but want, to- I don't want companies that are just like, that's what they're just shells. They're just, there's no benefit to that to me. My goal is not to have followers. My goal is to sustain and generate community. And, and to go to your original point, Lisa, about, yeah, generating that community, that slow and steady growth also ensures that you have people that you actually are connecting with. And so like, for me, like a lot of my followers, they'll see something in my stories 
and they'll say, oh my goodness, I really love your, your top stitching on that dress. Yes. Can you tell me what stitch length you use or what, right. whatever you use? Right. And then I can actually go back and I can private message them and tell them exactly the details on that. And, and it's more, it builds more of a rapport with those individuals that yes. you're actually connecting with. You can't do that with those shell accounts. You're not going to do that with those shell accounts. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I really do the slow and steady growth and how that growth has changed over and tying that back and, and going full circle with the maxi dress challenge. Exactly. We've been able, Crystal and I have been able to manage that because we have a small Instagram account. We've been able to manage those comments. We've been able to post everybody's makes. We've been able to do all of that because we have the smaller account. And speaking of the, the growth, so in the first year of the challenge, you provided this, the prizes were to a PDF pattern company. So anybody internationally could re receive it. I thought, I think that's really beautiful because what it shows is that you are committed to access, that you didn't want this to just be for U.S. domestic contiguous 48 states or whatever, you wanted this to be something that everybody could do, but you also needed to be something that you could manage. Now, as you also mentioned, so in the second year, what changed from the first year to the second year? Were there lessons that you learned from the first time you did the challenge to the second time? Yeah, there, there were. Go ahead. Oh, real quickly, the thing that came to mind when Lisa was um, finishing that sentence is that so we wanted to include people in the UK and people around the world more. And so this idea of making it international so that every woman and every person can celebrate Mother's Day with us, that kind of resonated with us. And then we carried that over to the second year. And in the second year, we thought, hey, why don't we open this up a little bit more? Because in the U.S., Mother's Day, I think last year was May 9th, right? Or May 10th? Mm -hmm. or something like that. Is it that? always like the first Sunday of the month? I think it's the second yeah, it's Sunday of like the first, the first yeah. or second Sunday of May, I believe. And so we wanted to open it up a little more, but we had started it. We always try to uh, give people at least four to six weeks to sew something. And so in the first year, that's what we did. In the second year, we were like, we need to open this up more, especially if we're doing an international challenge. And we want to be able to include people around the world and their Mother's Day might not be around the same right. time as ours. And by the way, we just found out this year that there is an international Mother's Day and that's always on, I think it's like May 11th or something like that. Oh, So yeah, it's an international Mother's Day. So everybody can celebrate internationally. But in the UK, I believe their Mother's Day is like a month um, ahead in of March. ours. It in goes March. with yes. the uh, Christian calendar. It's based off of like Easter. So it changes yes. the way oh. Easter changes. And so, and so and, but Crystal and I had this bright idea and we were like, we need to include all of our sisters. And, <laughs> and if we open it up a little bit more, then that might allow for more people to, to join and they'll be more likely to do it if it's around their mother's day. And so it ended up being like the longest <laughs> challenge ever. So I think it was something like eight weeks or nine weeks or something like that. And that was just too long for a challenge. 
<laughs> so we definitely learned from that experience. And this year we were like, maybe we'll just stick to the four to six weeks, we'll give people a little bit of time, but nine weeks is definitely too long for a challenge. People tend to forget. We have to keep the energy going throughout the whole that's nine a, yeah, weeks. That's a while. Yes. So it's like so, it's a little yeah. over two months. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it just got to be too long. <laughs> And so for the third kind of move back to six to seven weeks mark. And you also mentioned that you two perverse you you two personally provided the prizes for the first two challenges. Mm -hmm. That you used your personal funds to provide prizes for the first year and for the second year. But now Y'all, no, the second year no, the we, second year we did get sponsors. Okay, all right. So the, you have you so you did so you decided to get sponsors. You in addition you got sponsors for the second year. Okay, great. Okay, good. And now though, the third year seems like so much changes, so much growth. It feels. Would you say that the challenge has grown from the second year to the third year twice as much, or maybe even ten times as much? Like how much? Do you think it has grown from the second year to right now? In terms of what Crystal and I have put into it, it definitely has changed. Our perspective has changed. And you have to understand throughout each of these years, we're still learning and growing as SOAS. And so we're still, as we're still learning, we're still also learning how to navigate social media. We're still, still learning how to connect with the community. And so in that respect, as we're changing, the challenge is changing as well. But in terms of like how much of a change in terms of people participating, we won't know that until everybody's entries are in for this year. Right. But we usually get a lot towards right before Mother's Day. We get a yeah. big flood in. So every time we're like we're really on it right around that Mother's Day, people are posting, we're reposting. Another we big thing with the second year was we added that you can do maxi skirts maxi jumpsuits and maxi length pants because oh first year people were like i don't like to wear dresses can we do a maxi skirt and since we had already said just dresses we just stuck with that the first year okay but the second year we added more because some people just don't like to wear dresses all the time but we still wanted to keep that maxi thing going and so we just went on ahead and added the skirts and pants and jumpsuits mm -hmm. and that really helped because a lot of people like the skirts because a lot of people really wanted to do skirts and mm -hmm. yeah so I think that was a great change to be more inclusive yes and with the and I just want to add what Chris was saying in terms of changing the changing and open opening up the possibility for people to do these different garments we definitely seen like an increase in participation people really like the idea of being able to have multiple things that they can choose from instead of just, okay, I'm only stuck with making a maxi dress. I don't want to make a maxi dress. I already made this. I already have four or five of these in my closet. <laughs> but when we really opened up the challenge to include the wide leg pants, like culottes and things like that, and the palooza pants and people, that's when we saw a, a real dramatic difference and people just really gravitated to that. So we were really excited and, and appreciative that so many people uh, showed out and came out and just did all kinds of stuff. Now this year we have noticed because I think people are really excited about the Maxi Jess Challenge, like once they saw the flyer, 
so many people had commented and was like, oh yes, I'm in, I'm in. And then I think we had so far already five entries. And so it's only been a few days. It's been about what, five days, Crystal? Mm -hmm. And so we already have five entries. And so we can tell that people are really excited about this challenge. That mm -hmm. is wonderful. And I am really glad about it. I want to pivot now and talk a little bit more about patterns. You are listening to a special episode of the Stitch Please podcast, where we are talking with the creators of the So Maxi for Mother's Day Challenge. If you are a Patreon supporter, you can see the video of this episode, but it's free for anyone to listen. So this conversation will continue when we get back from the break. Stay tuned. Black Women Stitch and the Stitch Please podcast are happy to announce that we have another way to connect with our community. In addition to the IG Lives that we do every Thursday at 3 p.m., we also now have a club on Clubhouse. That's right, friends. They done messed up and given me the chance to have a club. Follow Black Women Stitch on Instagram and now on Clubhouse Thursdays at 3 p.m. on Instagram and 3.45 p.m. on Clubhouse Eastern Standard Time. And we'll help you get your stitch together. Welcome back, everyone, to this episode of the Stitch Please podcast, where I am very happy to be joined by Crystal Collins, also known as Crystal Sews and Stuff on Instagram, as well as T. Grover, known as Crumpets Tea and Sewing on Instagram. And they are going to continue to tell us about this fantastic So Maxi for Mother's Day challenge. Here we go. I want to pivot now and talk a little bit more about patterns. Okay. Because sometimes when you start a challenge, you might say, at least for me as a sewist, I'll say, okay, so they're having this challenge about maxi dresses. What are some of my favorite maxi dresses? I know I got a couple, two, 300 patterns for maxi dresses. I wasn't about to front and say I got a couple, two, three. <laughs> you know, I, have, I clearly look, I know we just met in real life, but I'm not a liar. So I have to tell you that I got a couple, two, 300 patterns. I'm certain for maxi dresses. How does one decide what to make? And what, what made you decide to have it be so open rather than saying, okay, everybody, so this dress, this view, this company, this, whatever, was there any back and forth about it? Because I think Crystal, you mentioned that you had a particular maxi dress that you had recent that you had recently made when you first started to think of the challenge idea that you had one that was like fresh off the sewing machine so to speak and what made you think rather than having everybody make the one i made let's just have them make whatever one they like in particular we wanted everybody to participate so we didn't want people to have to go out and buy stuff because i know when people first start sewing you might only have three, four patterns. And then some people just like to draft their own patterns. I'm not a drafter, but <laughs> I know some people like to like take some measurements and cut it out and they have a dress. And so we wanted everybody at, at whatever skill level they are, because I haven't been sewing all my life. I, I was taking sewing classes and stuff like that. And so you could be on elastic skirt level. So we wanted people who were on level one, because the class I took at different levels and level one was just an elastic waist skirt, just a front and a back and a solid pattern. <laughs> so that's all that's you right, had to do. Right. And so I wanted people who were like level one 
to be able to go ahead and be able to participate. So that was the thing that we we wanted to just, we just wanted everybody to do it because we didn't want people who know all about understitching and top stitching to only participate. <laughs> when you first start sewing, you just need to learn how to sew straight. That's right. Yeah. And then to add to what Crystal's saying and to go back to your question, Lisa, when you restrict people to a pattern or a view or anything like that, you're also restricting them to the type of fabric they can use. And you and I talked about this, like we're opposite. Like I love me some cotton and you love a knit. So if I restrict a person and say, you can only use this pattern, they might be like, I'm not used to working with this type of fabric. I don't know how this is going to work for me. I've never done a mock-up before. You, you see what I'm saying? Like all these yes. different types of variables start to play a role mm-hmm. and then people will be turned off by the idea of even participating in the challenge. And it's not about that. It's about making something that you're going to wear from something, what, some kind of fabric that you actually love. So that's another element that me and Crystal talked about too, that we didn't want to re- do too many restrictions because we want people to be able to just do whatever they want. And then also, as Crystal said, we want people who are beginners to want to join the challenge as well. Yes, yes. I, I, I like that idea of giving people flexibility right? Because you could absolutely make a dress out of a maxi dress out of a knit or out of a woven. And so people can choose what's most comfortable for them in terms of their skill level, as well as like their weather, you know, that some folks don't need to have a maxi dress that's made out of chambray because that might be too hot where they are or not, or too, or not warm enough where they are, depending on where they are. So I, I really like that idea. It's such an exciting challenge. Talk a little bit about when you guys have, you have sponsors. So you had a spot, you had sponsors for the second year, and now you have sponsors for the third year. Tell me a little bit about them, who they are, what they're bringing to the table and uh, how you went about um, asking. Cause you said earlier that you didn't have that much of a following. And one of the things I love about the second year of the challenge was you felt like it does, because I, as I said earlier, I don't think it matters how big a following is. I think what really matters is how big your heart is. And you all have such great heart. And, it's, oh, and this is how, and this is why organic growth, as we've talked before, is so important. So talk a little bit about the sponsors you have this year and why you're excited about them. So we do have, we have LA Finch Fabrics and I like the quality of their fabric. So we decided to ask them. They have a lot of nice denims and a lot of nice like ITY knits and colorful knits. And because our theme this year is so bold, so bright. So we wanted a fabric company that provides like bright and bold fabric. So that's our theme is so bold, so bright this year. And so we wanted to include a fabric company. We also have Styles by Eunice. She's providing Ankara fabric and that's bold. You can't really have a a non-bold Ankara fabric. That's the base level of bold. That's the bold. That is absolutely bold. Yes. And then we have Love Notions Patterns. I'm an ambassador for Love Notions Patterns. And I just like their ethic and they're very inclusive. They're size inclusive. They go from a size extra small all the way up to 5X. And so they have a lot of size options. 
And then we also have Cash Moret, who is also, they were only doing mostly plus sizes, so size 12 and up, but they're expanding their size range to go from a size zero and different cup size options. And so we wanted to include them because she loves her some Cash Moret. I'm telling and you, the Appleton dress is like a, my, one of my TNTs. I yeah, feel like yeah. I- That is it, one of our, that is our prize. From Cashmere. Is it an Appleton it's dress? Um, yes. It's an Appleton dress. Let and me so tell y'all, there has so many folks in the charter membership of Black Women Stitch have made the Appleton dress. We were joking about calling it the unofficial dress of Black Women Stitch. Seriously, because so <laughs> many people in the membership, the charter membership have made this dress. Seriously, it's bananas how many mm -hmm. people have made it. I, I really like it. So that's it's a beautiful pattern. It's a beautiful pattern. And so that's one of the first things that I thought about, like when Jenny first announced, and Jenny is the, the founder of Cashmere Patterns, when she first announced the Appleton dress and the expansions, the, the size expansion, I said, Crystal, what do you think about asking Jenny to uh, sponsor us for a pattern for this pattern because it will be the a beautiful pattern mm -hmm. for um, uh, people because she's expanding the sizes but also it's so easy and Lisa since you this is your and you've made it a couple times you can attest to this it is so easy to just lengthen that front and back and make it into a maxi dress yes so easy so that's what I was thinking about with uh, this particular pattern that mm -hmm. all you have to do is cut on that line and lengthen the dress and then you have yourself a maxi so I really like that but go ahead sorry didn't mean to oh. interrupt Crystal <laughs> so we also have Minerva Fabrics because we're both ambassadors for Minerva Fabrics and they're so gracious to have many ambassadors all over the world different sizes races everyone men and women and I just like their ethics I like that they're a very inclusive company. And so we decided to use Minerva. We used them in the second year and then we decided to go with them again. And I just love how inclusive they are and how they have just such a great, they, they have a lot of people out there all over the sewing community in different sizes and races. And I just love their ethics. And so we went on ahead and asked them again. And then we have, am I missing somebody? We have extra by Stacey because she provides beautiful earrings she has beautiful style and we like style because we always want to encourage people to style their makes and that was one of the things when I first started sewing I started following people who styled their stuff like Erica Bunker and Anita by Design said hook it up don't just put that dress on put some earrings on put some makeup on wear some cute heels look cute in it or wear some cute sandals yes, you know yes, don't just yes. throw it on yes, you can have right. your basic elastic waist skirt and you can put on a cute top some big earrings some heels and you can work it in your level one exactly outfit. you know what I mean belts and ties and sashes mm -hmm. you can decide to do that or not do that depending mm -hmm. there's all sorts of ways that you can adapt this and I think styling is a really big part of it I think that's a really good point it's another way to encourage people to expand their idea of their sewing, because mm -hmm. it's not just about making the dress, that making the dress is a wonderful first step, but you want this, if you want this to have life in your closet, it has to do more than just be a dress. It has to mm -hmm. be like easy to wear, which is mm -hmm. what a maxi dress is. And then you just throw on the accessories or decide how you want to style it and you are ready, ready. 
Yeah, and we have one more new um, sponsor, True Bias. They came out, it's it's called the Mara skirt, and it's a really cute tiered skirt with different levels. You can make it a mini skirt, midi skirt, or maxi skirt, and you can do one to three tiers. They have different tier options. It has the cute waistband with ties in the front, and I really like that style. T was like, let's ask them, and and they said they agreed, and they just have the cutest, it's the perfect tiered skirt. So they have that as their prize for us. And so those, I think, did I miss anybody? I believe that's everybody. Yeah. I believe that's everybody. Yeah. And yeah, to all the sponsors, I doubt that they would probably be listening to this, but if they are, they thank better. you so much. <laughs> sponsors better be listening to this Titch Please podcast. Why not? They better. <laughs> but hey, yeah, listen, thank I you tell you what, if I was them, and I wanted to have a black audience and I wanted black people to buy my shit, I would <laughs> definitely be listening to this podcast. That's the truth. I can tell you they, some of them be listening because they write to me. They write to me and ask about different sponsorships, things with black women stitch in the podcast. And I'm like, oh, how you gonna win when you ain't, when you ain't right within? Cause I can't work with everybody unless mm-hmm. I can see some demonstrable pro black affirming content in your posts as well as in your organization i can't which is why i don't have any sponsors um not because they haven't asked me it's because they aren't yet to my standard of what they should be doing to serve and support black women sewing and yes they should definitely be listening and if they're not that's their fault this is amazing and i'm glad that you've got these relationships and that you're bringing these forward that this is also helpful for them as well as it is for you it's a great mutually beneficial thing now tell me how do people find out information about this challenge you mentioned that so we can follow you both on instagram to get information but you also have websites and youtube channels where can we find information about the challenge that way Okay, my yeah, website so- is crystalsoulsandstuff.com and I have a blog post on this, on the challenge, as well as my first dress that I sewed up. So I have a blog post on that. And then my YouTube is the same at Crystal Souls and Stuff on YouTube. And I do have a launch video. And this year, we forgot to say we have six ambassadors. Oh, tell us about them. Yes, we have six uh, sewing friends that are going to help us promote the challenge. So we have Mari of Mari Sews, and then we have Jen of Jen Sewing Room. We have Natita of Sew Natural Dane, and she oh, is like the that. founder of the um, Black BHM Pattern Designers Challenge. Yes, yes we talked Black to History her Month. at the challenge. We talked with her and Kiera a couple months ago for the Black History Month Pattern Challenge. Fantastic. And she and I were both ambassadors for that That's challenge right. as well. That's right. And so we asked her if she would want to serve as an ambassador for our challenge. And then we have Koi of Koi Teak Made. And then we have Talisha of Creativity by T. And she goes by that on YouTube as well as on Instagram. So I wanted to make sure I talked a little bit about the ambassadors. Oh, that's um, wonderful. What are some of the ambassador responsibilities? We just asked them to go ahead and participate in the channel. So sew something maxi and then share it on Instagram, as well as share some inspiration with their audience, just to keep it going. So we don't expect them to do a whole bunch, but if you, and if they see somebody post a dress, you know, while they're online, we're not saying you have to go online every day, but if you happen to be online and you see a maxi dress, 
go ahead and share it in your stories so that other people can see. Because I know when I first got, got on, when I first got shared on stories, I was like, ooh, somebody <laughs> likes me. <laughs> they shared my picture, you know what I mean? So I think that would be encouraging, especially if you're a new sewer and you just yeah, got on Instagram. Because I have people who just have, I have followers who have five followers. Yeah. I have people who haven't even posted anything that are yes. following me. So I'm thinking if somebody shared what they made, that yeah. would give them a boost to keep encouraging. participating in mm-hmm. the in the sewing community. Yes, yes. So, yeah. And then for the ambassadors, we also asked for them to. So Crystal talked a little bit about they they need to sew something maxi, and then they'll promote their maxi dress on their challenge, and then also share makes from other people. But then we also ask that they just announce the challenge on their on their social media so we have like graphics and stuff and so they put the graphics in there on their social media some of these women have youtube accounts and so we've asked if they are doing a youtube video that they share the challenge over there as well and like crystal said they don't have to do like a ton but they have social media and their presence is on social media quite often we just ask them to promote the challenge through their their platform okay yes that's great. I am so excited about this. And y'all really got me thinking about making a maxi dress. Like, <laughs> honestly. Because I met you at the DC Frocks. Yes. And you had the cutest earrings. She made her own earrings. Earrings, yes. The DC Frocktails. And they were like long. They were, I think I'm going to do an episode about that or something quick because people ask about that a lot. And it is really easy. And if you use the mediums that I use, you can have giant earrings that are lightweight, which was mm-hmm. one of the, that's one of the challenges about giant earrings. But I also, we mentioned DC Frocktails. I won a pair of extra by Stacy earrings at mm. Disney Frogtails. And I absolutely love them. So I'm so glad that they've been able to sponsor. Any last things you want to encourage people to do or think as we wrap up today that, okay, y'all, this episode's coming out on the last Wednesday in April. So that gives you 18 days to still participate. So if you haven't already started your So Maxi for Mother's Day challenge, you can start it and still have time to participate. Any last things you all want to share to encourage people or anything that you're excited about that you maybe didn't mention before? Um, I just want to say, just go ahead and try and just go ahead. Even if you're beginning, don't be afraid. We want to encourage you to go ahead and participate. And you can send us a message if you're thinking about pattern ideas and also check out our ambassadors as well, because they'll be putting pattern ideas on their stories and on their pages. I just want to encourage everybody to participate and also to make sure you Tag the challenge at So Maxi for Mother's Day and tag T at Crumpets Tea and Sewing as well as myself at Crystal Sews and stuff. And that way you're, it can be entered. And so, and just check out the guidelines. T, go, you can go over the guidelines. That would be good. Oh yeah. So the guidelines are just basically you need to make a maxi dress within the submission um, date. And so that's, so it's, it runs from April 11th to May 16th of 2021. As long as you make something in between that time, like you can't get a garment from three or four months ago and then enter that into the challenge. It has to be something that you specifically made for the challenge. So that's one of the uh, guidelines. As Crystal mentioned earlier on in the uh, podcast, it needs to be bold and bright. 
So we're looking for colors that are rich and bold. So if you want to make a solid garment, it can be something like red or blues or uh, yellow, orange, your nice, big, bold uh, colors, or you could do a bold print. So you could do something like a nice, big polka dots or nice, big floral designs or something bold or animal print or anything like that. So that's another thing that's different from the previous years. We've never had a theme. And so this year uh, we have a theme. And so we're really excited about that theme being so bold, so bright. It seems to be something of a trend this year, um, seeing a lot of people uh, make bright things or show a lot of bright and bold colors. Yes. And so we wanted to do something along those lines. And then also the other guideline, Crystal talked about that. You just make sure that you tag us um, at Crumpet and Sewing and at Crystal Sews and Stuff. And then also use the hashtag so maxi for Mother's Day. And then I think that's about it. I think so we it's relatively simple and easy. We try to keep the guidelines and the rules at a minimum. Again, our goal is to get people to participate. We don't want people to focus too much on the rules and then not want to participate. So we try to keep the rules pretty limited. But yeah, I just wanted to add that I'm really excited about the challenge. I have highlights on my Instagram that you can go for inspiration. Uh, there's a lot of maxi inspo in there from Pinterest. There's a lot of different patterns. And I think that's something that Lisa also wanted us to talk about the different types of patterns. But if you go to my IG account and you look in the highlights, you'll see all these different maxi style patterns that you can actually use for the challenge that would be appropriate for the challenge. Oh, I forgot to mention the other rule or guideline is make sure that your garment um, is at least mid-calf or longer. So when you think about a maxi dress, we're thinking about something that's long and flowy. So if it hits at the mid-calf or it's longer than that, then that actually counts as a maxi. Okay. So those are the things that I guess I would leave you all yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's a good detail about how does one define maxi. So mid-calf, I love that. That's a good, that's a good easy thing that people can imagine to make sure that it fits. I am so excited. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you, T. Thank you so much for being with us today. We have been talking everybody with Crystal Sews and Stuff and Crumpets Tea and Sewing about So Maxi for Mother's Day. You can find the information on both of their YouTube channels and on both of their Instagram channels. Highlights, it's everywhere. They're also incredibly kind and responsive. So if you have questions or concerns, they are happy to talk with you in their DMs or reach out to them by email. And I will be sure to include both, I'll, I'll be sure to include all the links to their socials from their Instagram and web pages and YouTubes. So all of that'll be there. All you do after you've seen this episode or listened to this episode, you can go in and click it. And one extra tip, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get to see some wonderful examples of them wearing beautiful, bold prints because they are both wearing absolutely gorgeous fabrics right now, which you could see if you were a patron. As I said <laughs> earlier, why are you not? Thank y'all so much for this. This was incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank You're you. You're so welcome. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it so much. You've been listening to the Stitch Please podcast. 
the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you supporting us by listening to the podcast. If you'd like to reach out with, to us with questions, you can contact us at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do that by supporting us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and you can find Black Women Stitch there in the Patreon directory. And for as little as $2 a month, you can help support the project with things like editing, transcripts, and other things to strengthen the podcast. And finally, if financial support is not something you can do right now, you can really help the podcast by rating it and reviewing it anywhere you listen to podcasts that allows you to review them. So I know that not all podcast directories or services allow for reviews, but for those who do, for those that have a star rating or just ask for a few comments, if you could share those comments and say nice things about us at the Stitch Please podcast, that is incredibly helpful. Thank you so much. Come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together. <laughs>